What's up, everyone? This is your host, Daniel. And Javi, and you're listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We're just two brown best amigos talking about everything and anything through a Latino and indigenous perspective. In this podcast, we uplift indigenous and Latino insights on a variety of topics that highlight the intersectionality of both cultures. Expect some tears, joy, and definitely laughter. Imagine chilling with your two best friends, talking smack, and throwing a little shade. <laughs> <laughs> What is up, Brown Sounders? This is Javi and Daniel. Did I just give our Brown followers? <laughs> I was like, oh, that's new. Oh, oh really? <laughs> no, uh, that's new. That's I, I new. Mean, I mean, let's make it stick. What is yeah, up, Brown, Brown Sounders? Sounders? I mean, it sounds cool. It like, does. It's like, I was always as long as they call themselves like brownies or something. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, it depends was, who says it, because then it could get a little yeah, racist. Yeah, racist. Get a little racial. <laughs> I'll have one of our white listeners. What's up, brownies? Oh, what? Uh, hold up now. Hold up now. You a fan, but we ain't that cool. Yeah, right. No, let me try that again, Cheek X. Okay, let's. What is up, Brown Sanders? This is Javi and Daniel with the Brown Sound, season four, episode six. What is up? Hey, 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 what's up, my Brown Sound? Right? I do like it. The more we say it, it the more sound like, cool. it's, yeah. it's, it's going on it's me. It's definitely up there. You know, we definitely, you know, we need to come up with a name for our, our fan base. That sounds so weird saying it. Our <laughs> fan base. All of our awesome fans yeah. out there. <laughs> Speaking of fans, uh, it's all our it's all our moms. Hey, mom. <laughs> speaking of our speaking of fans, so you know I work for a radio station, right? And um, yes, you do. The, the town that I work in is a small town, small community. And so earlier today, when I was getting lunch, uh-huh. I'm I'm walking I'm walking on Main Street, and one of our listeners that's like a huge Kiye fan, right? Uh-huh. She was like, Daniel, the voice of the Navy Boo, like was so. <laughs> excited to see me and i was like oh stop oh stop (laughs) (laughs) like put me on blast in front of all these other people and they're like just like what you know and she's like the voice of the name and you're like that's and you're like that's right (laughs) i was like yeah you know you know (laughs) no but um this listener her name is tracy she's a very well-known uh cameo character maybe i don't know character <laughs> well, she's if you know tracy and you're from the camera area you know tracy and that's all i'll say but she is such a sweet nice person. oh love that love that and i love that when i just got out of the car she was like daniel <laughs> like, okay come on title just kidding. <laughs> no i was like okay cool and it was just saw one of those moments i was like dang i'm all just feeling like i mean am i the beyonce of cameo <laughs> <laughs> No, please, please, no, please. I'm just trying to get lunch. Leave me alone. Like security, security. Tom, Tom, can you come here? <laughs> no, that's awesome. I love hearing stories like that, Cheekix. Not because like Avi, you like it, and like it is you. It's um, <laughs> you are the Beyonce of our duo. Let's be real. <laughs> but but well, you have a Kelly. You know, she's a very I'm strong. A- um, <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> which one's which one's the not popular one? Is that Kelly? Because no, Kelly is the one. No, yeah, Michelle's the non popular one. Okay, Kelly yeah. is no, the, you know, Kelly. Kelly's, yeah, Kelly's got a good you know career. I'm good with Kelly. I'm, yeah, I can be. A, I'll, I'll get a haircut like Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kelly Rowland's also very beautiful. So she you know, right. Chicks, so. And so am I. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like really yeah. feeling ourselves. <laughs> this <laughs> well, I think it's funny because, you know, obviously, like, we're running a little late. I text you. I'm like, hey, I'm just getting off work. I'm running a little bit late to our recording. Right. And then I was like, then you're like, oh, I'm already running late. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, you know what? Time is a colonizer concept, you know? So I feel oh. like we're just, you know, we're, oh. we are where we're at when the universe want us to be. Oh, I love that, Chica. So true. And it's not about like getting there on time. It's Mm -hmm. about the quality of time Mm -hmm. we will have when we're Mm -hmm. together. Yes. So that's right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) And then (laughs) Hallelujah. You know, instead of church, that song makes me think of Shrek. I know. It does always remind me of Shrek. It's like, I played the song. Yes. What, how does it go? Like, I don't know the lyrics. I'm not even going to pretend. Something, something, something. love it yeah anyways shrek shout out to shrek (laughs) shout out to donkey yeah because you know he made um, the movie he made the movie let's be real also i was thinking about you know like you know us talking about time and it's also a culture thing you know a lot of people it is we brown people we do kind of run a little bit you know we're not as punctual as we probably should be but yeah it is what it is you know? and that's the thing about us though we may be late but when we get there we gonna have a good time and the work is gonna get done mm-hmm. and you know all mm-hmm. the things all the things so no cheek x i i i wanted to talk to you a little bit today about well many things but oh. uh one of the things that stand out stands out to me is we've talked about representation for a while yeah we've talked about the importance of it and mm-hmm. You know, especially when there's like those decisions, those key like conversations, you need to have the people you're talking about present to be able to discuss it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it also makes sense. We'll get into that in a second here with yes. a podcast we've recently listened to uh, oh, yes. that we had some ideas about. Mm-hmm. But before we jump into that, I wanted to talk about Latinos on SNL. Oh, yes. So, yes. so recently... Um, well, and for a while now, they've definitely had some cast members, right, that are representative of many cultures. But mm-hmm. lately, especially with some of the new cast members, we have a new one. His name is Marcelo Hernandez, and I believe he's of Cuban and Dominican descent. Yeah. But it's been so cool to have him be on the show because they've, they've been doing a lot more skits on Latino, um, mm-hmm. just like topics. Yeah. And it's been pretty fun. It's been like, hands down, I think he's hilarious. I think he's yeah, funny. Yeah, no, he's, he's really funny. He brings in good energy and a lot of the skits i'm like okay he's definitely up and coming and i'm here for it for sure yeah and he's a miami boy shout out to 305 shout out to miami people know <laughs> yeah. that miami's my miami's my second city no but uh no i i i was actually just watching snl like and i seen a few different um clips from his like different acts throughout the the time or the season or whatever and i'm like right he's really funny you know like just one <laughs> of those funny yeah i think i know i know we need some natives on snl i don't know who but we can definitely there's there's like a handful 
couple of us now that are finally, yeah. you know, so we can prove like I want to see like Janice meeting on SNL. She's the native actress that plays in Rutherford Falls and Reservation Dogs. Oh yeah, she's hilarious. She's super funny. And I got to interview her for work, so I'm like, gotta throw that plug in there. Just kidding. No, but, <laughs> but she's well, really funny. But like I think she'd be good for SNL. I think there's SNL's pretty good at like, I feel like including people. You know, yeah. like I feel like they're very for like, a while. For a while, though, there was some pushback on SNL because they weren't hiring like enough like black women in the show, and oh, they would have yeah. Keenan impersonate black women. Oh yeah, uh, and then finally he was like, "I'm not doing that anymore." Um, so SNL, <laughs> yeah, instead of doing blackface, how about you actually hire some like you know beautiful, yeah. funny black comedians that can come mm-hmm. in and speak to that? So I do love that they're very like you know Lauren Michaels yeah. and whoever else helps with the casting that they're like open to the feedback and they actually act on it but yeah let's yeah. get some natives in there how about that yeah Lauren i would definitely yeah michaels <laughs> yeah because you know he's listening to our podcast we're so yeah. popular we're, so- <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're at like ten thousand eight hundred downloads now you know who's counting who's counting <laughs> it's, it's it's not millions but we definitely up there doing mm-hmm. it right for a locally produced idaho podcast then I, I mean you know what i yeah we'll have to get into that idaho one in a bit in a i also second, have right? i also have a question for you have you heard the new Bad Bunny and Grupo Frontera record. Um, Cheekex, am I living under a rock? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. yes. Yes, I have listened to it. Yeah. I mean, not yes, so I'm living under a rock. Yes, so I've listened to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, every, it's everywhere right now. Literally, yes. all my friends are sharing it. It's all over social media. And here's the thing about Bad Bunny: anytime he drops any kind of col- uh, collab mm-hmm. like this with a uh, you know Mexican regional music kind of kind of thing, it, it's just big it's huge and it's new too not a lot of people have done it yeah right where they the genres are so different but it works and it's mm -hmm. cool i think one thing that i really think is cool about this collab too is like i mean obviously these groups are already huge in you know in their like genre of music but like having an artist like an international you know pop star like bad bunny on this record to like even kind of make it even bigger like he's putting like you know like the like the regional mexican music on a bigger Different. map or platform you know yep. so that's kind of cool because i've noticed like on tiktok there's a lot of like um what do you call those like corridos or yeah yeah like there's a lot of tiktok songs or that are now music. yeah they're really popular and i and i know on the res i've heard a few people playing like um some group of frontier at different things and i'm like oh really you guys know <laughs> this song you know like the the baby dame you know that one yeah. that's always playing yeah. or whatever but yeah i've heard it a few times on the res i'm like you know i thought i was the only one that listened to that music here right well the other thing too is so first of all the song is called un por ciento so that's un space x 100 to un por ciento and um this is what is really cool to me about this is yes uh bad bunny has this platform and a level of stardom that some of these like still very popular and very Mm -hmm. like you know sought after artists yeah uh, have but not to the level of bad bunny and so it's latinos uplifting latinos it's saying yeah reggaeton is great um or like you know latino Mm -hmm. urban trap music is great but also listen to this other uh, Latino yeah. music and uh, the influence it has in the Mexican community is huge. Because um, mm-hmm. these songs um, that Grupo Frontera plays are like at every party or every big event. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the youth are listening to it. And for me, it's just really 
cool to see like Mexican music represented in this yeah. way and in such a big platform and that people are loving it. That's the other part. I'm like, I'm here for it, Chica mm-hmm. and Latinos uplifting Latinos and you know, anybody yeah. else. I'm here for it all. I love it. Yeah, that's what I wanted to I wanted to ask your thoughts on that because I was like, that's gotta be a pretty cool thing to see, like, you know, in your culture that it's like on mainstream media and people are like loving it. And I've seen so many people that shared the the story or the post about the song that who don't even like speak Spanish you know so that i think that's another cool thing about music it's so universal and it's so you don't have to know the language to like listen Mm -hmm. to it or enjoy it and stuff because i mean i mean my little sister betsy she listens to bts and it's all korean and i know she don't know korean you know but she's all (laughs) like jamming out but i think that's just like the unique thing about music that's why it's like uh Yep. Oh, it's definitely on replay, Chica. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> I'm, I'm where I'm trying to learn the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, no, that song has definitely been in the mix. Uh, you know, I and also too, I think like as me as like a Spanish language like learner, music mm-hmm. helps me like I don't know, maybe like pronounce words better oh, yeah? than like yeah? another language because you know, it's obviously Spanish is not my first language and I'm not fluent, but like music does definitely help if you're learning. Like, and I'm sure it helps with other languages too, but for me personally, I know that's helped me is like listening to Spanish music. Sometimes I never know, like when I do, like if I had to speak Spanish, like a few different times where I had, like obviously when we're in Miami and things like that, Yeah, I'm always confused on like, how do I speak Spanish? Because like, I'm a, a Native American, I don't speak <laughs> Spanish, but then like I hear all this Spanish that's like in like reggaeton where it's like Caribbean accent. And then I'm like friends with you where I hear your accent and then like your family's right. accent. So then I'm like, what do I, how do I speak Spanish? <laughs> Because I hear all these different accents, and sometimes I'm like, uh, and then like the first time, yeah, and then like the first time, like I've had to actually like jump into like speaking Spanish was when I studied abroad in Cuba. So like that was like the main, like the first time I've had to like really practice. So it's like, man, I like have this like whenever I speak Spanish, I think like I have this like kind of sometimes I'll say certain words with like a Caribbean accent, or then I think of it like in how it's just weird. I'm like, what am I? I? It's just weird, I can, but. I can see that because you're right. You are picking up Spanish from different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like just like English, for anyone that's listening, um, you can have regional dialects, right? Yeah. Or you're using colloquialism where it's like people are using slang that's a little bit different depending mm-hmm. on where you live. And then how do, yeah, how do you get that across? Yeah, it's weird because right? I remember one time I was actually in Phoenix and I was at a, um, at a taco spot and I remember I ordered in Spanish and the guy looked at me he's like where are you from and i was like oh i'm from idaho and he's like why do you speak spanish like that and i was like like what and he's like i don't know you sound different and i was like oh well i'm native but mm-hmm. i was like but i think because like i don't know i was saying because sometimes sometimes i will chop the s out when i say different yeah. words like so like you know it's just common in like the caribbean accent right. where they chop. so sometimes i just like wait i don't know wait wait now that makes me think like wait why did i say it like that or you know so sometimes yeah it's weird. i'm mouth. like the only time i'd be offended cheek x is if you started to uh put your put the th on your s's oh, like like carlos yeah that's the crazy thing too because when i was taking spanish at u of i my spanish professors were from spain mm-hmm. and then i was listening to like you know like reggaeton artists who are mostly from like puerto rico or the dominican republic or wherever you know cuba and then all my friends are mexican and then so yeah. like, I had all these different accents in my mind so sometimes i just over like 
<laughs> don't even know how to talk. I'm just well, like, and that just reminds me too of when I was in high school. We had, and this is Idaho, so again, yeah, it is what it is. We're gonna get and into get, Idaho today, and I, and I get it. But our we had a white teacher teaching us Spanish oh. that she learned when she studied studied abroad in you know like Spain or something. Oh. And so uh, there she is teaching us like Castellano Spanish, which is mm. Spain Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not what we speak here. And the words that she would teach us are not my words in, in you know, mm-hmm. my Mexican Spanish that I learned. And so, um, you know, trying to tell her, hey, great, that probably works for that. But this is how we really use it, mm-hmm. use it and her correcting us and like saying, well, if you don't use it the way I'm teaching it, I'm going to mark you down. It's like, ah, well, yeah. cool. <laughs> But, you know, and, and yeah. that's funny, too, because all the Mexican kids in the class, which is like all of us um, and like a sprinkle of like non-Mexican people in the class were, were like, yeah, you teach you teach these people that that's fine. But when they're out and about trying to use their Spanish mm-hmm. in the community, it's not going to land. And that's problematic. Mm-hmm. And also we're telling you learn from us, have an open yeah. mindset about like Spanish here, not there. Uh, but she she wasn't about it. So I remember feeling a certain type of way about that. Um, yeah. Oh, Idaho. <clears throat> We're going to jump into Idaho today. We're going to get into some Let's. things when it comes to Idaho. <laughs> right. Right. I know. So I know one thing. I guess, you know, we can just jump right into our conversation about. So I know I was talking to you the other day about this other locally produced Idaho podcast. Mm-hmm. And they are of, you know, the European ancestry. They are not brown. They're not black. They're not Asian. You know, they're white. Yep. So for me, it was so. Um, for me, it was weird to listen to a podcast from like a white lens, I guess, because they were speaking, yeah. they were speaking on things about like the history of Idaho from like a white view. And it made me angry listening to it. And I'm like, why? Like, how are you going to talk about the history of Idaho and leave out the tribes? You know, like they right. were and, you know, they probably were they probably are nice people. And I'm sure they're probably were scared to touch that part of right. the history. But then again, that's how like the untruthful history that is being taught in our schools especially idaho history in right. fourth grade like i was just so irritated to listen to that podcast and i know i called you and i was all venting like how dare they just leave out the tribes of idaho right. and we're like, the f- like the five tribes in idaho are like the biggest um you know economy like we boost idaho's economy with all of our like governments and casinos all our different departments that we provide jobs to right. and so i'm like how you know leave us out no but well and then like you know the the conservation on like salmon and like mm-hmm. keeping up with like protecting our resources and like you know like there's yeah. a lot cheek x i know i so i okay so yeah let's definitely get into it you told me about it i listened to it also mm-hmm. i was also i was also up in arms uh i have to say i was very disappointed um and and so i want to say this too i agree with you that i think these people were well-mannered or mm-hmm. their intentions were were honestly probably good yeah and they were coming from a place of let's inform our listeners about these topics mm-hmm. what i had issues with was they touched on they had a guest on the episode and the mm-hmm. uh, the guest was a historian right and in quotes they were <laughs> quotes right historian. and what I found problematic was this person shared that they grew up in the suburbs of Seattle. They, this person shared that they had a unique perspective because they got to go to the Peace Corps um, and that they were able to soak in uh, Bulgarian people's, I don't know, 
culture. Yeah, it was, and yeah. then he brought up some things about racism where he's like, I, you know, I experienced racism from them because they thought I was an angel. And yeah. I'm like, where the, where the heck do you get off on that? <laughs> on, uh, so there was, there was that. There was also other components of the episode where the host touched on cancel culture where they were arguing that people can, shouldn't be held accountable to what they mm-hmm. said like 10 years ago. And I found that I found that problematic because part of the conversation was the humor and the things that we, you know, laughed at 10 years ago is right. is different from now. Mm-hmm. And what we laughed at 10 years ago um, shouldn't, you know, people shouldn't cancel us now for what we said then because the culture is different. And I'm arguing if you said something 10 years ago that was racist, it's still right. racist. Mm-hmm. You were still racist 10 years ago and thinking that now if you are somebody who has grown right because you have a growth mindset because you Mm -hmm. learned you 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 learn something new now and you change your mind now about how you think of things and you also understand that that was problematic then because of how you saw the world at that point great i'm here for you i'm here to champion wow you grew wow uh you learned some things and you were able to critically think about how Mm -hmm. what you said and what you found funny was impactful to other communities and now you're growing Great. I'm here for all of that. But from a from a perspective that's not Latino or indigenous or from any other cultural, uh, you know, underrepresented communities, mm-hmm. it was very problematic for me to hear like, like, give us a break. You know, I was racist then. I'm not now. Right. Uh, don't cancel me for it. That's what I that's what I heard when I listened. And maybe they they didn't think about it that way. Maybe they were taking it in a different approach. But that's right. that's the other thing. If you're going to have an episode where you're going to touch on cultural aspects, then have someone on the freaking episode who represents yeah. that. Invite us. That? <laughs> Invite right? us. <laughs> we'll tell you what's up. Um, and yeah. so representation does matter. If you're exactly. going to have a conversation about cultural things, bring us in. The other yeah. part, Chicax, that I found a little insulting was they started to bring out like Martin Luther King, and I'm like, Yeah, hold up now. Where are you going with this? Right. Yeah, I yeah, that whole podcast episode, I was like, Oh, I was like, I'm like, oh, they're gonna, you know, it just was so so cringy like i don't know like and i get it like i like i don't think they meant any harm like i think they're just you know not informed they probably don't even know natives that really exist or something because the one right. tribe that they did mention was just one of the tribes of idaho and then they probably only knew that it was shoshone bannock because there's a street in boise called shoshone bannock street so it's like <laughs> they probably don't even know you know so i was just like i was yeah i was just all on one driving home listening I'm like why am i listening to this and i was getting all pissed off <laughs> was yeah. like, what the? just because i mean and then they even had the nerve to talk about like calling people who are moving here from california like to the immigrant story of like moving here to to give themselves a better life i'm like they're fucking moving from california like they're not moving from venezuela or cuba you know like really you know third world countries and then just they're moving from california because shit's expensive there and then they want to like equal that struggle to like the like the immigration story you know and i was like uh, like, and then also one thing that annoyed me is they did touch about like Dutch immigrants talking about how, you know, they moved here to better their life. But then it's like, yeah, but they don't talk about all the farm workers, all the Latino farm workers who are like probably keeping their farms going, working in right. the fields and doing all the stuff, you know, doing the hard work. So right. I was just like, I'm like, you left out two major like communities in our state. And it's, right. like, it's just, yeah, I was, I was just, all, I was annoyed. I was like, oh my well, gosh. it was very, it was very very evident had a limited scope uh on understanding the impact of the conversation they wanted to have it was very problematic
problematic that they didn't have the right people in there to speak on the topics they yeah. wanted. They chose to raise. <laughs> right. And the other issue too is um, they're well-intentioned, but they also have a large platform. So what yeah. worries me is the message they're sending out to their listeners is very limited. And again, problematic for all the reasons we just discussed, but mm-hmm. I definitely had some feels, um, some strong emotions. And, and again, I, I guess it just confirmed everything I already thought right. about other platforms, people having, you know. And it, it's annoying because they have a huge following on Instagram. I, when I found their Instagram page from their podcast thing on their episode or whatever, I'm like, what the hell? I think they had like over 50,000 followers or something. I'm like, they're like these wannabe Idaho influencers. I'm like, you're like pushing what, 40 something? And you're yep. like, I don't know. To me, I was like, okay, you could like, I don't know. It just was, it rubbed me the wrong way. I'm all subscribed to our little Patreon. I'll tell you the name. No, I'm just kidding. Just, <laughs> if you want us to drop their name now, uh, I'm just kidding. No, but yeah, I, I thought that was an interesting uh, perspective to listen to because I've never heard that, I guess, like right. from, I mean, I guess, well, I'm not like I haven't heard. Obviously, we, we grew up and we're like forced all these white perspectives all the time. But right. um, talking about the history of Idaho is just like, excuse me? Like, well, how dare you? No. I think but, one, one of the other points that stood out to me on this particular episode is the guest speaker they had um, shared about their experience um, with absorbing like you know knowledge from history and they kept talking about you know I have to believe that you know the research I'm reading for history is Mm -hmm. from scholars who have done their work that are citing um, you know the information that they're bringing up but it's like great sir and (laughs) yes be a scholar please read read everything congratulations but also how about you actually connect with the communities that you Mm -hmm. want to speak on about because who does all the scholarly writing white people the dominant society Mm -hmm. and who is left out of those narratives um Mm -hmm. well the marginalized communities that never got the chance to actually do that so period it's it's frustrating (laughs) um that that was the perspective and that it was very limited and it felt very biased and Mm -hmm. again these that person is probably a great person that person is probably has Good intentions, yeah. but it was really interesting that they left out the cultural lens yeah. to the conversation, and it was definitely infuriating to me. And then, uh, two, when I yeah, and two, what I also was like annoyed with is the historian's wife was from Cottonwood, which is literally like near the reservation. I mean, historically, it is on Niipuatis, Niipu land, so yeah. it is. It's it's right here in our backyard, in your own wife. But see, the prairie, like the Cottonwood area prairie, like they call it the Camas Prairie. It's mm-hmm. all very well known to be racist like those people up there do not like love color it's just that's just a, it's just a been a, it's a lot of people's experience with dealing with those small towns in that town of cottonwood was actually the very first time i remember being called a prairie n-word because what? yeah because these these white people these redneck country people they come up with all these racist terms right so instead of saying the n-word they they call natives the prairie n-word and that wow. was the very first time i've heard that when i was in middle school playing basketball and i was remembering like what does that even mean you know i, I didn't yeah. know what it meant and so i was just like yeah i was like what the hell like this whole yeah that whole it was just very problematic and then i was yeah. thinking about like i mean obviously one idaho yes it is a great state for like its resources natural resources for its right. you know wilderness stuff but politics of idaho is like freaking garbage you know like it's just I, one of those <laughs> idaho i swear i i always say how idaho and florida are like first cousins because florida's always in the news for something crazy idaho is <laughs> always in the news for something crazy yeah. and i'm just like oh my gosh idaho sometimes i'm like, she, she kicks me 
before we jump into that piece, um, especially on Idaho, I want to make something very clear to everybody that's listening. Mm -hmm. And it's that I was born and raised in Idaho. So I've always Mm -hmm. been here since I was born. And I've experienced a lot of great and wonderful things in Idaho. Yes. What I'm what today what I'm what I would like to do with you, Chikex, is raise some concerns, right? Mm -hmm. About things that are problematic and how can we make it better? That's what I'm trying to do. So when people listen, and if you're somebody who's not like-minded, with what I'm saying or what Daniel was saying, because mm-hmm. I know here's the rhetoric people use that are anti, <laughs> anti people of color. Um, you know that could be white supremacists. I don't know, and I'm not saying anyone who disagrees with what, they, what we think is that, yeah. but you know a lot of the times they probably are. And so what I'm saying is, for people who are listening and are thinking, well, if you don't like Idaho, leave it, because we hear that all the time, yeah. right? Go back to where you came from. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I came from Idaho. Anyone that's yeah. listening, <laughs> yes. so, I'm, so that's the only place I gotta go. I'm like, I can't um, go nowhere else i'm am from idaho literally and his like historically and right. i'm was born and raised here too I was born in lewiston right like I'm, but why but why i'm why we are raising some of these concerns and why it's problematic is because we are solution oriented people mm-hmm. who are saying let's raise the concerns and now let's think about how we can change that to make all the people here right um yeah. happy to feel included to uh feel like they belong to find community um and as a community together how can we work to change the items that are problematic right Mm -hmm. that's what we're trying to do so Mm -hmm. chikex what are some of the things recently in the news (laughs) that have made you feel a certain way well i'm like well there's a bunch no i think too like like just like what you said you know you're born and raised in idaho same with me i'm born and raised idaho born in lewiston idaho grew up on the res in lapway Mm -hmm. uh this is my home you know this is my home where i grew up and this like historically is the land of where my people were all in about the area so this is literally home so when they say that those whole if you don't like it you can leave it's like well i mean i would like to if i could move to like you know the dominican republic or somewhere nice in the island i would but i <laughs> i'm not connected to that land like i'm connected to the land here that i was raised on you know oof, so it's so it's oof. different and so i mean i'm sure the you know the the dominican people will welcome me with open arms no, i'm like mm-hmm. taino my taino indigenous relatives <laughs> no but but yeah so speaking on idaho it's like sometimes it's like one of those things like a love-hate relationship like man and i was really hoping paulette jordan would have won that year she ran for government <laughs> I was like, man, the first native governor of Idaho, but no, nah, it didn't, didn't work out that way. I remember mm-hmm. making jokes like, if Paulette don't win, I'm moving. <laughs> yeah, Chikix, and I know, you know, Idaho news, man, it's just a big, <laughs> it's a big face palm. No, but you know, without jumping too far deep into these points, you know, Idaho, I'll just name a few things that Idaho has been in the news for recently. You know, um, yeah. Idaho lawmakers, you know, they passed a recent law that targets transgender people. You know, one of the most controversial pieces of that legislation that was passed was the ban on gender affirming care for the youth. And in, you know, in 2020, Idaho passed legislation that banned also transgender youth playing in, you know, school sports. And then like another one, Idaho, you know, is now criminalizing minors who travel out of state for abortions. And Idaho is the first state in the U.S. to criminalize this. So I'm like, great, Idaho. Another, you know, not a cool a flex idaho to be a first to do that right flex but yeah those are just some few things that i was thinking about like with idaho because i see a lot of i see a lot of um like tweets and things on social media about like you know idaho and i'm like uh face yeah chica well it always seems to be too that proponents of you know this type of legislation that targets Mm -hmm. these 
communities uh, also comes from a lens of like high ground or sometimes like religious moral, uh, you know, having a religious moral compass, which is fine. You're welcome to have the beliefs that you want to have. But when laws are being passed that affect uh, different communities that sometimes are kept out of the conversations or, mm-hmm. you know, part of those processes to make those laws, it's it's it sucks. It's, you know, and you and I aren't members of those communities. We, you know, we, mm-hmm. we wouldn't get abortions, um, definitely not youth um, and we're not transgender folks. But um, as people outside of those communities looking in and, and seeing these types of laws um, and how they affect members of those communities, it's mm-hmm. it sucks. And what can we do as community members to support, you know, the folks that are being targeted? And then also, um, how can we help make Idaho, Idaho feel more welcoming to, to everybody? Right. And that's, that's the piece too, right? Who's making the laws? Who is um, in the seats? Who is in the power? Um, and how can we help folks that want to be in those kind of seats and positions uh, become legislators, become senators, um, right. get to those points? And all that is important. So I, I don't have a solution. Um, I, I think people like like Estefania Mondragon, who we had, uh, you know, in one of the last episodes, and that what they're trying to do in their efforts is definitely worthwhile. And we need to support um, to help make Idaho a better place for everyone and yeah, not exactly. just not just the select few. So yeah, thank like, thank you guys. Look at us, like yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's important that you mention that too because we were just talking about how this other podcast was speaking, you know, on this perspective for like you know this group or are speaking, you know, on behalf or something. So I think it's important that we also share that, like you know, we're not a part of this community, but we do want to, you know, not speak for them or have like right. you know maybe one of these maybe one of these episodes will get someone to come on the podcast who can. I would love that. that speak from that perspective and share their experience that'd be pretty cool but but yeah Chigex Idaho I'm like damn I'm like oh, Idaho why <laughs> Idaho why and it's crazy because like I mean I know Idaho there's a lot of racism like throughout the whole state but I feel like the northern part of Idaho like where I live mm-hmm. is like oh my gosh actually it's a funny well not funny story I guess but an interesting happened here um in Idaho well I guess in not in Idaho well, in the part of Idaho that I live in because uh, I <laughs> I always forget that, like, we're not in the same parts of You're, Idaho. Yeah. So, so everybody's listening. Daniel's in northern Idaho. Yeah. Um, and I am in south southeast Idaho. Southern Idaho. Yeah. Southern Idaho. Yeah. Soho. South. <laughs> Soho, Southern yeah. Idaho. No. What, what's North? North ho, North ho? No North ho? No. Oh, what you call me? <laughs> Excuse me. I've changed. Yeah. I've changed right. my ways. No, no. But like, so in Kamiai, that's the town that I do work in. So there was a big like uh, altercation that happened the other. I think it was like the other day or the other week. Like maybe last Friday or maybe it was earlier this week. I can't remember. But there was um. There's this truck that drives around Kamiai. And it has this big old F Biden flag on it, right? Just huge, oh. like super proud F Biden. Mm-hmm. And um, there was another older guy who confronted the driver and was like, hey, that's not appropriate. You know, there's kids. This is a family community. There's kids that are going to see that type of thing. Right. And they ended up just exchanging words. And then like the altercation just kept escalating. And then they ended up getting into a fight. And oh, so, wow. got, so like got crazy. And it's like these two older white guys fighting over this uh biden f biden flag you know Mm. and although i don't condone violence 
anymore. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> although, you know, but like, I feel like if you're going to be driving around with like a controversial flag, expect controversy to happen. You know, right. like that to me, that flag, when I see it cruising around, like when I'm at work and stuff, I see it driving all the time. I'm always thinking like, you're wanting a reaction. You know, yep. like it seems like you're poking at it and the reaction that you got the other day got your ass beat. And so it's like, <laughs> well, I t- <laughs> you know. Right. But, I, but yeah, it's just it's just weird, you know. It's just the part of Idaho that I live in. I don't want to speak for all um for all non-white folks. Right. But I have had conversations with friends who, you know, are not Latino, but are mm-hmm. part of different communities that are not white. And anytime we see flags like that, it's almost like immediately, this is my perspective only, I guess. So I won't be speaking for anybody else. But when I see a flag like that, I definitely like tense up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I definitely have assumptions of what, what the type of person who has that flag is, what they think, what they do, mm-hmm. and how they feel about me, mm-hmm. um, just as someone who is not white. And it's kind of shitty. It kind of sucks. Uh, right. And so when I see a flag like that, I know for a fact that the driver, whoever has it up, is doing it for a reason. They are in trying to incite some kind of reaction and it's mm-hmm. working and it mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. What you are trying to do is the message is received, is what yeah. I would say. And um, so the fact that, you know, somebody's like, hey, this is a family <laughs> community. Get profanity out of here. Think what you want to think. But mm-hmm. there's no real reason for you to have that up, right? Yeah. And especially in communities where that are so small, that are predominantly white and then you have natives there what is that saying to natives right no every time i see that truck that flies around that drives around with that flag or other times there's another one in moscow i see a couple times too but i'm always like it does make me tense up or i feel like i have to be on defense like wait right make sure this is not gonna like i don't say yeah who's who's here who's around don't don't get yourself popped flying a freaking flag you know right i'm just saying but it's so it's the area like i said so the area i live in is a very huge kind of farm type community too you know so like mm-hmm. i see so many there's this there's this flag in in one of the roads that i take it says god guns and trump and i'm like what are those three gotta do with each other like and i i laugh at it every time i see because i'm like oh yep nothing like some god's gun and trump you know like yeehaw like it's just one of those like really funny i'm like you people really spend or waste a lot of money on like those type of things you know right Right. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. That's just the area that I live in, though. I'm like, oh. that's that's interesting, T. Rex. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. to to end the conversation on this particular subject, what I will say is that things I love about Idaho is, um, you know, my community where I'm mm-hmm. from. I love that, um, you know, I can go and find the food that I want, and it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's salsa options. I love <laughs> that there is cultural events uh, that are recognized. Mm-hmm. You know, around the different uh, Latino cultural holidays. You know, Cinco de Mayo is not necessarily a Latino holiday. It's more of an American holiday. But, you know, it is cool to, I guess, recognize that, you know, there's some history behind yeah. that, that. That there is Mexican influence. Um, you know, there is. Texas is more uh, involved than Mexico in Cinco de Mayo. But it's cool to, to see uh, folks trying to speak my language. Uh, yeah. It is also cool that there is a lot of community outreach and support for, you know, Latino representatives presentation mm-hmm. i love that there's a hispanic chamber of commerce that is yeah. trying to help uplift small up-and-coming latino and established latino businesses yeah there's a lot of cool things happening um across the state um and 
And there's a lot of efforts to promote awareness to issues and challenges that our community is facing and that there's groups out there trying to find solutions mm-hmm. um, to mitigate, uh, you know, all the risk factors in, in the different types of industries, but also um, how do we support members of our communities? Uh, and, and I love that. I also, you know, love that there is a lot of support within different communities, mm-hmm. like our indigenous folks and our Latino folks. Um, and, you know, there's more folks. In, in the state of Idaho that, that are also here and, you know, are also welcomed. And, mm-hmm. and and I'm just all here for the community building piece. I will also say that I love uh, all the allies that we have in the state yeah. um, that are trying to learn more for about sure. our communities, that are trying to bring inclusivity to the, to, to the forefront of, you know, how we engage. Yeah. And um, I love all of that. So for yeah. the crappy people that are here <laughs> trying to make us feel not safe, um, yeah. you suck. And it's probably from a place <laughs> of understanding because people why are people scared why do people hate because they don't know and and that's that's how i understand it at least in my mind i'm I'm hopeful that those people will get to know members of our communities that will Mm -hmm. get to see how they in their minds they are misrepresenting like what we're trying to be or what we're trying to do or who we are and that uh you know hopefully we can change that through through things like this this podcast Mm -hmm. um and trying to uplift and bring to the forefront like what what it is we're, we're facing what it is that we are uh enduring what it is we're trying to change and how we're trying to amplify the good things about our communities and in bringing us to together so i will say that yeah 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 i'm not gonna say like idaho's all that bad obviously like we do have you know they're not gonna let a few bad apples spoil the bunch you know but like you said you know being born and raised here you know idaho like you know i'm from you know i have connections to the land i have connections to the resources and stuff so a lot of so i this is home um it always will be home and i just want what's best for my home and so right um yeah shout out to shout out to the ones out there who aren't assholes in idaho you know <laughs> i'm like we're just all about to just read idaho right now yeah. <laughs> no i'm like governor little just kidding come on the podcast <laughs> just kidding that's right? things i want to say to you no no but i i definitely you know echo everything you say that was that was good cheek x way to end in a positive note positive um i'm all we just didn't change brown sound to the the real bros of idaho just kidding (laughs) (laughs) let's hear your tagline again what was your tagline again uh what was it i you're like don't call me a poppy call me a I was like, you almost said my nickname? You almost did it? I I was like, hold up, hold up. It was on the tip of your tongue, and I was like, hold up now. Yeah, like, don't say that. Yeah, Yeah, we know you have a nickname that no one knows uh, that you're not in favor of. It's it's nice that I know it, though. That's how I know your family, because only my family knows it. And I'm like, don't you dare. I correct and snap at people right away who try to to share it and i'm like nope nope that's funny i actually had to correct lalo the other day because we were out having like a drink lalo's my Uh brother for everyone that's listening and we were with one of his friends who's also like he's a trucker so he's you know he knows a lot Mm -hmm. of the truckers in the area Mm -hmm. and so we were out having a drink and he's like um you know i won't say my nickname but he was like yeah he called yeah he called me by that yeah Yeah. like like come over here check that out and i'm like what'd you call me and he's like oh sorry he's like oh sorry and this friend all kind of just looked at us kind of weird 
<laughs> but he didn't ask no questions or nothing. Uh-huh. He just like let us keep going. But I remember that one time when Little John asked, I can't remember what it was, and I said it, and he's like, "What, what, what?" And you're like, "No, no, no." <laughs> and I don't even think he ever heard it. But I remember yeah. that one time, and you were like, "No, no, no." Right. Like, Right, it's and it's, it's almost like I've become, it's almost like I become a different person because I'm so happy yeah. the nickname, yeah. and I'm like, if I, you know, I don't condone violence either. But if I have to, <laughs> yeah, if I have to do something, no, everybody's gonna be wondering, Chick like, what's what? his nickname? I'm like, subscribe to our VIP Patreon, and I'll yeah. tell you. <laughs> A hundred bucks, just kidding. <laughs> and I'll tell you. Yeah. I'm like, or oh, if you want to know, sign to my DMs. I'll, I'll, you know, money talks. Just kidding. <laughs> I'll tell you. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, but yeah. Anyways, cheek X. Anyways, back to yeah. the real, back to the real bros of Idaho. Just kidding. Um, yeah, I, I think we're good, cheek X. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving so, on. Yeah. Uh, just. <laughs> So I guess to, you know, wrap things up, we always do our language lesson here. You know, the brown noises, brown sounds. Oh, the brown sounds. The brown, the brown sounds. sounds. Ooh. Oh, that might be a thing. That, yeah. uh, so what I'm going to teach y'all how to say today in Nimi Putim to the Nest First Language is breakfast. So are you ready, Chigex? You ready to learn how to say breakfast? I am ready, Chigex. You know, this is a meal that I didn't in the past used to eat, but now as I'm a little bit older, I, I definitely like don't want to miss it, but I'm so excited. <laughs> Excited. Yeah. Breakfast. Okay, so how to say breakfast is may tip. May tipped. May tipped. May tipped. Or if you want to say I am eating breakfast, in may tipsa. In may tipsa. Yep. In may tipsa. In may Nice cheek eggs. Um, to say breakfast in Spanish, you would say uh, desayuno. Desayuno. Desayuno, yep. Desayuno. And if you want to say, I am eating breakfast, you would say, Estoy comiendo desayuno. Estoy comiendo desayuno. Estoy comiendo desayuno. <laughs> Chica X, I got to say, uh, I absolutely love that we're exchanging our, mm-hmm. I was going to say native tongues again. But that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to step away from that one. Um, so no, I love that we get to share our native languages with each other because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it kind of just makes me understand more, uh, like on you and your culture, Mm -hmm. which really funny the other day, uh, I was thinking about just like language in general and I don't know why this thought came to my mind, but, um, I remember like your introductions that you do sometimes that you Mm -hmm. specifically do when you're like going to do a speech or going to speak to a large group of people and you always start with the, my name is, you know, and you and you go into it, and I'm like, cool. I feel like you know, I I know what he's saying. I'm just yeah. like, say, oh, oh wow, really? Yeah. Uh huh. I'm all that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm like, yes, you say yama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm like, that's my friend Denjo. Yeah, Denjo. <laughs> 
my my nephew Elias, uh, probably that's listening, is got to meet Daniel a couple of times. Now he's you know deal Daniel for him, but he'll always say, uh, you know, Javi, where's Denjo? And we're like, he's, he's, he's uh, Tio Denjo for my family. <laughs> Oh, funny, how cute. Yeah. Well, Chikex, you know, that leads up to our shady questions that are extra shadier than shady today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do we need an umbrella? Am I wearing yeah. my sunglasses? Because that's that's how shady it is right now, everybody. Yeah, these questions, when we were coming up with them earlier, I was like, oh, wow, we're going to get into things. <laughs> we oh, get yeah. Are you ready for this, Chikex? Ready. Let's do okay. it. Okay. And for those, if this is your first time listening, we always end the episode and three shady questions you can answer two out of the three you can only get one little skip pass but most times mm-hmm. if you're feeling brave we answer all three so the first, right. <laughs> first shady question goes have you had any friends who think they are more attractive than they really are and it's come up a few times how do you tell your friend that they are actually not as attractive <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, because I've definitely had some friends who you know bring that up a lot. Um, <laughs> number two, what's your favorite backhanded compliment? <laughs> <laughs> and three, do you think imitation is a form of flattery? Why or why not? Okay, I okay. I'll start. Mm. Have you had have you had any? Fr- so basically, the question is: Have you had any friends who are like? <laughs> You know, a little, a little ugly, Humble, but they, you know, but they, but they think they appear. I'm like, well, and and you reading that, I'm like, is that us? Is that us? <laughs> are we? <laughs> are we those friends to some people? <laughs> The listeners are like, well, you started your episode pretty, <laughs> <laughs> pretty popping. Uh, yeah. Um. No, but the funny thing is, I feel like my friends are very humble, like low key people that, you know, aren't aren't like. <laughs> so I don't feel like they, uh, you know, toot their own horn about their looks, chickens. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I will say this, like, you know. It is important to feel yourself because confidence is key. Yeah, confidence is key. Even if you are not a conventionally attractive person, there's all these like, for example, I'm thinking about models who have like a different beauty standard, Mm -hmm. um, but they're still out there killing it and are popular or in demand. I feel like attractiveness is definitely like objective, right? Yeah. Like you're going to be attractive to some people and you're not going to be attractive to other people. And, you know, your one quirk that you personally might have like a internalized thing about that you, you know, are Mm self-conscious could be the one thing that that is like super super pop into somebody else that they're like, damn, they have the, you know, they have the large nose that I love, or they have the large lips that I like, or, yeah. or, or they don't have lips. I I'm into that or, oh. you know, <laughs> or, oh. you know, that receding hairline is it. Like I'm all for <laughs> it. Like there's, and, and that's almost kind of like a read too. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, for bad skin. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that act. You know, whatever it yeah. is, it could be. It's it's definitely object. Uh, obje- beauty is object objective. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I will say is, do I have friends who toot their horns? Uh, you know, I might have a friend or two that oh. like really <laughs> feels themselves and I don't hate them for it. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you gotta, you got to, you gotta hype yourself up, you yeah. know, and if, and if you're your best hype man, you know, go you. Congratulations. 
<laughs> can that be plot problematic? I can see how, but I'm not here to tell you. Yeah. I'm not yeah. here to tell you about it. So yeah. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite backhanded compliment? So let's clarify what a favorite what a favorite backhanded compliment is. So a backhanded compliment to me is someone who says like, oh, you're like, you're beautiful today. Yeah, because like, because it makes you think like, oh, am I not? You know, or like, or wow, like you're you not- lost weight. <laughs> and you're, oh, what? Oh, what was it? Or like, or like, oh, you're not as dumb as I thought you were. I'm yeah. Like, oh, oh, what is that? Thank you. Smarter also, than you look. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Or yeah. or like, oh, your English is really good. What? Oh. Like, yeah. what does that imply? That's what I think about. Is that what you mean mm-hmm. by backhanded compliment? Yeah. Like a backhand. Like, nice okay, and nasty. so, yeah, nice and nasty, yeah. <laughs> um, so mine is, well, I don't give backhanded compliments for one, but I have you had don't? friends. I, oh, you <laughs> don't? <laughs> I have had friends. That's like, new. I have, I have, have, I have had friends like Lethia Bateo. Oh yeah. Who, who uh, will say I give the best backhanded compliments, um, mm. and part of that I think is Lethia, work on your confidence. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds. Do some reflection, you know. Right. I, th- I think how you receive my compliments says more about you than me. But <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. And y'all, I love Lethia. You know, she's yeah. one of my favorite people ever. She's a mentor. Tour, she's a good friend. Um, so I'm auntie, thinking, but auntie, yeah, everybody's novia. Um, no, I think a backhanded compliment that sticks out for me that I've probably said before is like, oh, you look nice today. But then I, and I don't mean anything by it. I just mean mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be creepy either, but I, you know, yeah, I'm just like, I wanted to point out, I, I feel like it's nice for me personally to receive a compliment that mm-hmm. says, oh, wow, I, I was kind of feeling myself today and someone said something on it. Wow. But at the same time, you don't need anyone to give you a compliment uh, for mm-hmm. you to feel empowered. Kind of like that first question that we talked about. Yeah. Um, so what's my, I guess that's maybe one that I said <laughs> where then I think about it and I'm like, uh-huh. well, that's not my place to compliment anyone on their appearance, but also, um, hopefully I didn't come out creepy by saying <laughs> yeah. it. And then, and then I'm all like, dang, I'm starting to think all these things about what I just said. I'm not a pervert. I'll, yeah. I'll, now I'm just not going to say anything ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then what do you, do you think imitation is a form of flat, flattery? Why or why not? Um, I'm seeing this in two different ways. So I'm seeing this as someone is in competition with you and so they copy um, and that I found problematic and that I hate, that I absolutely hate. If we're in a competition because we're trying to do the same thing, hate that. And I don't care to be in that. And honestly, you're competing against yourself because I don't care. Now, if someone wants to do the same thing I'm doing because they would like to excel in that, um, they're interested in it. Like we've talked about representation where we're giving the youth the opportunity to learn about about broadcasting and media like you when you went and spoke to them. I'm here to leave the door wide open and help you get through any of the barriers and challenges to get to where I'm at. I'm all for that. And if we're looking at imitation as that, like I love it, let's do it. But if we're looking at it from a lens of we're competing against each other who to to see who's going to be the better podcaster, I'm going to be very frank. I don't give an F about that at all. Mm -hmm. You do Uh you and we do us. Oh, um, And we're going to celebrate and help amplify each other, right? Because I think that 
Me and you as friends, we talked about, Daniel, you are recognized a lot, like in, in your community, in the media, you're doing a lot of cool things. But me as your friend, I would never, ever be upset that you're getting all those opportunities. In fact, mm -hmm. I celebrate them with you. Mm -hmm. And when you are doing all the cool things, I'm here to support and champion them because mm -hmm. I am honestly and genuinely happy that you have that. And I know mm -hmm. you, I know that you're not seeking that attention. Right. I know that you're not doing the things that you're doing because you want that attention. Um, you're genuinely up there trying to help uplift and amplify indigenous voices and experiences. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. So if your friend is doing well, um, you know, then they're doing well at that one thing. They can lift you up. And then when I'm yeah. up on my thing, I help lift you up. And it's yeah. like, we coming up together. It's, it's a thing, a you know? Everlasting ladder, you know? And that's how I'm seeing it. So mm -hmm. if imitation is toxic, um, and if that's where we're coming from, I don't care for it. Yeah. But if we're here to support and uplift one each, each other, you know, then I'm and then I'm here for it. And yes, I would feel mm -hmm. some flattery that you would come to me to say, you know, Javi, I am really interested in pursuing the same steps you have. Uh, you mm -hmm. have and navigated. Can you help me get out there? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm humble and I'm like, I will help and do everything I can to get you here and open the doors for you. Um, and if you're someone who's toxic, and I, I, I know I already said it, but if we're competing um, and it's who's doing it better, I don't, I don't care for that. And yeah. I will never care for that, Chiefix. It's not who I am. Period. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, wow, Pastor Javi, take us to take us all the way to church. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm, <just kidding. laughs> I'm gonna do it in that voice we do. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I guess my turn. Have I had any friends who think they're more attractive than they really are? You know, I have to agree. Obviously, like everyone has their own views of what is attractive and what, you know, what's not. Mm -hmm. um, I do feel like I have had some people keep bringing up a similar situation like, oh, let me, okay, let me not, okay, let me not say it like that to yeah, we, like, we do. It. Uh, let me just, uh, let me just. Not, I don't want to put them on blast, but I feel like there's some people who definitely have to overhype someone and talk about them because no one else is. Um. And so I feel like you know, just, you know, that's I don't know. I'm just gonna say yes. I have had uh, a friend who does, you know, who are on this, you know, high horse. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, sometimes it's always nice. You know, I feel like life will humble you when when it needs to so yeah it's, it's not my job to say hey man like you should just you know settle down you know that's not my job life will do that for you so that's what i'll yep. <laughs> that's what i'll say on that one uh what's my favorite backhanded compliment i would probably have to say like um gosh i feel i i mean i don't i don't know if i can give them out a whole lot i mean i know i do but i i feel like <laughs> I'm, all, I, uh -huh. <laughs> I'm like i can't choose just my favorite one like i feel like another good one that i always do is like oh yeah like because that can mean a lot like oh like wait what you know so it's like oh yeah, yeah. or i'll be like oh yeah like good for them you know <laughs> like, I feel like that's a good one or like you know what if it makes sense to you then good you know um if it makes sense to you yeah go for it cool. um, yeah 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 wow <laughs> 
congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like congratulations is a good one I use a lot, though. Someone will say something like, oh, yeah, yeah, congratulations. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> You're, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> and then uh, do I think imitation is a form of flattery? Uh, honestly, I actually get kind of annoyed when I notice someone is, like, um, kind of trying to do something similar in a way where it's, like, like you said, like, trying to do it better or something or competition. Um, I do think it's okay to inspire people. I yeah. think if you take inspiration from somebody or someone inspires you, I think that's okay. But like you said, I think when it comes to like the weird ego stuff, mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, nah, like you're just literally going to compete with yourself. You're still losing. Just kidding. Just no, <laughs> just not still losing to yourself. <laughs> I'm like, compete with yourself and you're still losing? <laughs> No, I I just feel like, you know, I think a lot of times what plays into is people portray themselves as something else on social media than what they are, but they are in real life. Like, man, this internet stuff, social media, that stuff don't matter. You know, at the end of the day, really don't. So um, that's where I'll stay on that. Subscribe to our little uh, VIP and I'll tell you who. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> oh, we're just going to have to have these like where we actually say what we want to say. <laughs> oh, Brown Sound Unfiltered, subscribe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, come join our, our uh, private chat room with us. We'll tell you everything. No. Yeah. I'm like, if you want to know so- what podcast that we were talking about earlier today, it's a locally <laughs> produced Boise yeah. podcast. Um, I'll say that. Just kidding. Yeah. I, I don't know, Chica, because I want to wrap up the episode by saying that, you know, a lot of the conversations we have are not going to be easy. Um, mm-hmm. They're not going to be, uh, you know, it's not always going to be flowers and rainbows, uh, right? Because there are things that we want to bring up. There are things that are problematic from our lenses. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we get to poke light at our li- at lives because we get to poke lightly at our lives through the episodes because, um, you know, it's our experiences and they're very yeah. real. And, you know, we just got to be honest with our listeners. And mm-hmm. I, be- I bet that a lot of things that we touch on do resonate with our listeners. Uh, they can think of examples where they've been out in communities or they've had you know similar experiences or also just living in idaho uh you know they can probably relate to a lot of things we shared today Mm -hmm. and so i just want to say uh you know we'll continue to bring up the difficult conversations and we will do it in the way that we know how to through humor Mm. uh and we appreciate you all sticking with us because Mm. we talked about being vulnerable and that's what the season is about so Mm. we we're gonna get it off our chest and we will Mm. get it out there Mm. any last words cheek x before before we jet um no i i think you know um i guess my last words would be you know have the have the day you deserve oh oh okay <laughs> people need to have the day they deserve you know i'm, I'm tired of wishing people good good days because some people don't deserve a good day uh no, I'm just kidding. anyways um if you haven't yet just kidding, follow yeah. us on instagram uh you know like we said we always are joking people i feel like people know our humor now by now i'd hope people yep, take, us, take me too serious i'm definitely just like to terrorize and joke around i'm really not uh this much of an asshole just kidding well anyways anyways if uh if you haven't yet follow us on instagram at the brown sound podcast that's where we share a lot of our cool graphics and and our story we like to play these little games on our instagram story so we appreciate all the people who participated in our recent this or that game we were playing that was oh cool. yeah we did get a found lot out, found out people really love mole more than tinga 
And yeah. that well, I like we almost it. had a we had a hundred percent vote rate on Indian tacos versus meat pies. Oh like, yeah, I still yet to try one, but I want one. <laughs> uh, found out green salsa is liked more from our mm-hmm. listeners and our followers on social media. Uh, what were the other things? Oh yeah, agua de horchata over agua de jamaica. Jamaica. And I'm yeah. like, kind of like both equally. I know. I I that was a tough one for me because I'm like, man, I really like them both, but I always feel yeah. like horchata is always a good go to. Yeah, and horchata is uh, rice water, uh, sweetened yeah. rice water water which is really great um and then the other part one that stuck out to me tamales over sopes and i'm like oh i love sopes but but i also like tamales more i i yeah the tamales ones i had to choose that one yeah it was cool so if you haven't yet follow us on browntown and play our little reindeer games um (laughs) other than that if you fill it in your heart to give us a five star rating on apple Podcasts or spotify feel free to do so and if you know if you don't want to that's totally fine we can't tell you how to live your life so we're just here to, <laughs> you know, hopefully entertain y'all and make you laugh or wherever you're at. If you're driving or walking or sitting on the toilet or wherever you're at <laughs> listening to the Brown South podcast. All right, everybody. We will see you next time. Adios. See ya. Cut yo. And muchas gracias for listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We had a blast with y'all today, and make sure to tune in next time. To follow us more closely, check us out on Instagram at the Brown Sound Podcast. For partnership opportunities or just want to get a hold of us, you can shoot us a DM on Instagram. Disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and hosts only.